So Dramatic would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which we have recorded this podcast, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. We pay our respects to elders past and present. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. What up, Drama Army? Welcome to So Dramatic. Welcome to Tea Tuesday. What a week it's been. The Queen's dead. Ray J has dropped the receipts of a lifetime on Kim Kardashian. Harry Styles spat on Chris Pine. Kanye West has done a million and one Instagram rants. And there is a Married at First Sight spin-off in the works. On top of that, I've only just recovered from my interview with Amy. I've had multiple Valiums and Spicy Margs just to recover from that. Honestly, what a wild ride. Go back and listen to that if you haven't already. It is the entertaining. I've still got bruising from the whiplash of it all. And now we have a whole episode of even more drama and scandals today. Buckle up and pull out the OHS safety gear. Coming up today, does Married at First Sight's Jackson Loney have a new woman already? One of the bachelors has already been spotted on Tinder. Another random recoupling from the challenge revealed. Married at First Sight's Domenica Calaco busted doing a dirty delete about the Queen's death. Plus, we've managed to identify her mysterious Italian boyfriend. Another plot twist in the Megan Marks and Keith Newman saga. The bridge contestants are furious over the show's final edit. Meet one of the Married at First Sight 2023 intruders. And as Daily Mail likes to say, she may be the hottest maths contestant ever. But seriously, Married at First Sight struggles to find brands willing to associate with the show thanks to OnlyFans, a maths threesome, two Farmer What's a Wife couple swaps as four contestants cross-pollinate between farms. And it turns out everyone wanted to leave the block, not just Sharon and Uncle. Surprise, surprise, producers set up all of the drama on the block, but apparently with the help of Scotty Cam. Explosive claims about racism on the set of the block and all of the details about the second cheating scandal to come on the block. Plus, lots more. So much drama, so little time. Let's get into the show. But you're like the last person we can tell things to. You want to know something? I have some dirt. So juicy. Let's start as always with our celebrity sightings of the week. XO, XO. Spotted former Bachelorette Sam Frost and Survivor star Geordie Hansen confirming they are pregnant with their first child. Congrats to the happy couple. Such amazing news. They made the announcement by sharing a photo of themselves with their ultrasound along with a video of Geordie singing to Sam. They wrote, There is a tiny human coming soon. Everyone acts surprised when he inevitably inherits his parents' odd sense of humor. We don't take ourselves or life too seriously and we're hoping to teach our tiny one the same values we share. The important of being unapologetically yourself, always finding the fun and humor in all of the small things and that being kind, loving and empathetic is a superpower. Thank you to all our beautiful friends and family who have supported us during this time. You're all excellent secret keepers. We are extremely excited and grateful for our tiny miracle. Your mum and dad love you so much already. 
Now, this exciting announcement comes a few weeks after So Dramatic Spies picked up on a number of clues the couple had put down hinting at their pregnancy. So I guess you guys were right again. An A-plus to all of you this semester. And more confirmation for our fake news. XOXO. Another fake news story of ours that has been confirmed this week is the romance between Maddie and Elliot on the bridge. So, So Dramatic revealed a number of weeks ago, possibly even months now, I've honestly lost count, that there was going to be a romance form on the set of The Bridge. And now the two contestants at the centre of those rumours, Maddie and Elliot, have finally confirmed their relationship. Elliot posted on Instagram, Wait, was I meant to build a bridge or fall in love? He then shared a photo of the pair kissing. See guys, this is not a fake news site. XOXO. Spotted, married at first sight to Olivia Fraser being Olivia Fraser. One so dramatic spy sends us this. Hi, Megan and team. Just a small anecdote about Olivia. The spy said, Last Saturday afternoon, I was out at the Terrigal Beach House on the Central Coast having a couple of drinks with some friends. Olivia was there with one female friend. One of the people I was with recognized her and pointed her out to us and some of the people in our group didn't know who she was. Later on, Olivia walked past to leave the venue and one of the girls in my group looked at her as she walked past. Olivia then walked up to our table and said hello in a very loud and over-enthusiastic voice with a hint of sarcasm. On the surface, it seemed like she was being friendly, but I think she was also acting as if she was bothered that my friend looked at her. <laughs> Literally no one else in the entire crowded venue even glanced in her direction, so it just seemed like she thinks she's way more famous and recognizable than she is. It was really embarrassing and we were all a bit taken aback that she walked right up to our table the way she did. I can honestly see this now. I can envision this happening in my head so clearly and her just like doing that little head shake thing that she did to Dom. It is a vision, unfortunately, etched into my psyche. XOXO. Speaking of Olivia, spotted Jackson Loney on a date with a girl on Saturday night following his recent split from Olivia. One so dramatic spy sends us this. Spotted Jackson from maths or in capital letters. That's it. That's all they said. However, I think they were letting the video they sent in do all of the talking. So the video showed Jackson and a mystery blonde taking money out of an ATM at a pub. I didn't realize people still use cash. I thought everyone paid with their card in 2022, but maybe that's just me. I wonder what they were planning to purchase with the money. I will put the video up on Instagram and our website. And if you know who the mystery girl is, please slide into my DMs. XOXO. Another reality TV star who looks single and ready to mingle is none other than one third of The Bachelors, Thomas Maluccelli, who was spotted on dating app Tinder last week. One so dramatic spy sends us this. Look who's back on the dating apps. This was last night. New pics too. They then shared a screenshot of Thomas's profile. It read 35, straight, six foot three, entrepreneur, spiritual. So it looks like he mustn't have had much luck on the show. XOXO. Spotted married at first sights, Ryan Gallagher and Olympic swimmer, Emily Seabom, traveling and hanging out together in Nashville, Tennessee. As we know, the pair recently competed together on the challenge. So could this possibly be another hookup, another recoupling from the challenge? Now, I actually thought that Emily had a boyfriend or she did at least the last time I checked. So maybe they've just struck up a great friendship during filming and decided to travel together after the show. One contestant from the challenge shed some light on the situation saying, I did think they might end up together, but as far as I knew, they were just friends. She has a boyfriend. Maybe they just didn't get a ticket back and decided to travel. Possibly. I guess we'll have to watch this space. XOXO. Spotted. Married at first sight's Domenica Calaco doing a dirty delete on Instagram. 
So following the death of Queen Elizabeth II, Domenica immediately posted a gushing tribute to her on her Instagram story, sharing a number of vintage photos of the Queen throughout her lifetime. A few hours later, it appeared Domenica had a change of heart because she deleted the photos of the Queen from her story and replaced it with a polarizing tweet from the Greens leader, Adam Bant, which read, Rest in peace, Queen Elizabeth II. Our thoughts are with her family and all who loved her. Now Australia must move forward. We need treaty with First Nations people and we need to become a republic. Domenica captioned this, props an unpopular opinion, but it's time. Dom also wrote on Instagram on Saturday, this is just my opinion. I have so much respect for the queen and everything she represented. I just personally think Australia must move on. With death comes new life. It is time. Now, I'm not sure how you go from adoring the queen and sharing a montage of tributes for her to giving your unsolicited opinion on Australia's involvement with the monarchy in the same breath. Weird flex, but okay. Domenica may have wanted to further address the controversial issue after researching more on the topic, reflecting on DMs she was sent by fans, or even seeing other influencers like Abby Chatfield share their thoughts on the matter. The option for Australia to become a republic after the Queen's death has certainly been a hot topic over the weekend. Many have argued that the monarchy is representational of colonialism and believe that it's time Australia progresses past the atrocities experienced by First Nations people. But others have questioned whether the ongoing political discussion should be postponed and continued after a period of mourning for the late Queen. Now, the question I want to ask you all is this. Would you rather influencers post something for the sake of it, even if they don't stand for it, care for it, believe in it, just to make noise or to be controversial or fake woke or to get a headline, or would you rather they be genuine and only make noise for issues they actually stand for? Food for thought anyway. XOXO. Now a quick update on Megan Marks and her ex-boyfriend Keith Newman. After he shut down cheating rumors in last week's episode, following her hookup with Conrad V and Steven during the challenge. Now Megan and Keith have gone from unfollowing it other on Instagram to following each other again this week. It is also interesting to note that Conrad is following Megan, but Megan is not following Conrad. Trouble in paradise? Megan also liked Keith's latest Instagram post, so could a reunion possibly be on the cards for these two? Another watch this space. Oh my god, oh my god. The final episode of my new favourite show, The Bridge, aired on Paramount Plus on Friday and contestants are fuming over the edit. One contestant vented to So Dramatic, I don't think many people are loving the edit of the final campfire. It's not a great representation of how it actually went down. The editing is definitely interesting because things were taken out of context and sequence. It was totally out of order. We all went around and did a pitch for ourselves. Then production made us do a, does anyone have anything else to say? Elliot chimed in, then Madison cut him off and gave another speech about why everyone who was going to vote for Alira should vote for Tony, aka Savage. There was then a split between Alira and Barty, and Dean almost swung the vote to Alira on the revote. They cut so much out of the finale, Savage was never a contender until Elliot pulled his shit. Elliot also can't count, so when the stand-up sit-down thing happened, he called Savage the winner, forgetting Barty and Savage couldn't vote and remain seated. Lol. Oh my god. That is so funny. They added, they are really reaching for dramatics. It was actually very anticlimactic in reality. I mean, what do they expect? It's a show about building a goddamn bridge. How climatic can it really get? Oh my God. Oh my God. Married at First Sight's Domenica Calaco recently revealed that she's dating a mystery Italian man who doesn't speak English. While she hasn't revealed the mystery man's identity as of yet, one trusty So Dramatic spy has truly done God's work this week and managed to track him down, thanks to a clue from Domenica's very own Instagram account. 
The So Dramatic Spy said, I unintentionally played a little I spy last night. She spoke on her podcast about Mr. Napoli, who she's currently with, and mentioned she's taught him to say, fuck that in English. Let's see if I'm right when it comes out who this mysterious Mr. Napoli is. Good on her if it's him because he's hot. Love your work, girl. I love your work, girl. So this guy's name is Andre Zitt. He also posted a photo gallery with a number of loved up photos of him cozying up to Dom and he captioned it, Mr. N. It was liked by Dom herself as well. More clues are his Instagram bio, which has the Italian flag, the Italian hand emoji and a wave emoji, symbolic for the beach, I guess. It then says, I'm 081. I'm not quite sure what that means, actually. Hold on. Let me look it up. Live Google search. So according to Urban Dictionary, an 81 is when a man sticks his cock in between the woman's giant tits for sexual pleasure or mostly just porn. When a man sticks his cha-cha in between a woman's melons. (laughs) Cha-cha-ching. Urban Dictionary also gave an example of it being used in a sentence. Yeah, man, I 180'd that bitch. Well then, sounds like this guy might be able to satisfy Domenica's sexual needs. I will put the photos of Andre and Dom up on our website at SoDramaticOnline.com if you want to take a sneaky look at Dom's new sexy Italian man. Oh my God, oh my God. Filming for the 10th season of Married at First Sight is currently underway and already the majority of the cast has been unveiled. Jump onto our website if you want to have a sneaky stalk of all of the brides and grooms who will be gracing our screens and Instagram feeds next year. Now, So Dramatic can confirm the identity of another bride who will be featuring on the 2023 season. Her name is Evelyn Ellis and she started filming last week, which means that she is in fact an intruder bride and possibly the hottest bride in MAFS history. I know that the Daily Mail like to throw that phrase around a lot and it's kind of lost all meaning now, but honestly, this woman is beyond beautiful, just stunning. She's a model and she looks like she belongs on the Victoria's Secret runway and not a Married at First Sight production set. She also has has a number of links to the reality TV pyramid scheme. She's friends with The Bachelor's Vaco, Kiki Morris, Beauty and the Geek's Josie Werner, Love Island's Kim Harnett, Nicholas Love, Emily Ward, and Big Brother's Imogen Anthony. We have put some photos of Evelyn up on our website. Jump on and tell me if you think I'm being dramatic when I say that she's the hottest maths contestant ever. Possibly the hottest woman ever, might I add. Oh my God, oh my God. Married at First Sight 2023 is reportedly struggling to find brand partnerships after a mountain of controversy plagued previous seasons. Despite the new installment promising what could be the best cast yet, Yahoo Lifestyle revealed last week that Channel 9 bosses are struggling to sell advertisements for one of the network's biggest shows. According to their source, Nine is missing out on a shit ton of money because Married at First Sight is too controversial for many family-friendly brands to be associated with. Their insider dished, the ratings may be great, but many big brands don't want to go near Married at First Sight as it's too controversial and doesn't align with their values as a business. The growing and highly publicized trend of past participants turning to porn and sex work is one of the main reasons many family-friendly brands are staying clear. However, Nine vehemently denied these claims when So Dramatic contacted them for comment. A spokesperson for the network said, Nine rejects the utterly baseless claims made by Yahoo Lifestyle. Now, a Married at First Sight talent manager has spilled some more insight into the situation, claiming that yes, brands are very concerned about the R-rated direction contestants from the show are taking. They told So Dramatic, some of our brand partners are begging us to check thoroughly on everyone associated with Channel 9, Married at First Sight in particular, as OnlyFan causes issues for family-focused brands they run. Some seriously heavy sex acts are going on in the shadows. It's not a stance against sex work. It's just that if you're a brand targeting young families as well, you can't cross over with it. 
some former contestants are cheapening the MAPS brand big time. They then added, one of the contestants that's on this season has done OnlyFans already and producers made them take down their page because they are concerned about it impacting the brand and network. How do they not screen contestants in advance, they asked. Great question. (laughs) Something I've been asking myself for years. As we know, Married at First Sight has evolved into a launching pad for influencers and sex workers in recent years, with many former stars turning to escorting and the porn industry to monetize their fame. Jessica Powell reportedly raked in $200,000 in her best month on the platform, and Hayley Vernon earns approximately $600,000 per year. Now, whilst it's not unusual these days for models and reality TV participants to use OnlyFans for a bit of extra cash, the stars from Married at First Sight have taken things to a whole new level. So instead of the usual nudes and lingerie photos that most models sell on OnlyFans or have in the past, many Married at First Sight contestants are doing hardcore pornography on the platform. According to Daily Mail, one bride recently performed a taboo solo sex act using three sex toys for her subscribers. And meanwhile, of course, Olivia and Jackson began filming sex scenes together shortly after getting off the show. Now, obviously Married at First Sight is not a family-friendly show to begin with, Aside from all this OnlyFans stuff that happens afterwards, so maybe they just need to change the time slot. Oh my god, oh my god. Just as I was starting to think that this year a farmer wants a wife might be wholesome as fuck after last year's disgraceful season, a spanner has been thrown in the works already. So Dramatic has been informed that two contestants from different farms were rolling around in the hay with each other. Metaphorically speaking anyway, according to our source, there was an official couple swap and they are now dating, and what is this, married at first sight? The culprits are Keely from Farmer Will 2.0's farm and James from Paige's farm. Now, when I heard that there was going to be a female farmer this year, this was honestly my first thought. My first concern was the cross-pollination across the farms because we saw it happen last year and there wasn't even a female farmer. Our source dishes, you've probably been told this as they weren't hiding it at all, but Keely and James from Farmer Wants a Wife are together. They are living together now and holidayed together up in Darwin in July. They got in contact after they were both off the show and they said that it is really, really produced but didn't have anything bad to say about their farmers. But yeah, they seem happy and live together and are travelling together. Scandal. Well, I guess if you can find love in a hopeless place, why not? But that was not the only cross-pollination happening this season. One source revealed that Marty, also from Farmer Page's farm, hooked up with another farmer's girl as well. They dished. He said he wasn't really into Paige, nor were many of the other guys. He hooked up with one of the other farmer's girls. He said he got to the point where he really didn't want to be there anymore, so they concocted a story to get him off the show. We'll see how it plays out on air. So Marty hooked up with another farmer's girl too. Big Farmer Will energy. If you know who the mystery girl is, please slide into my DMs ASAP. Oh my God. Oh my God. Recently, So Dramatic revealed that one of the upcoming Married at First Sight grooms was actually cast as our bachelor this year, but he was cut at the last minute and ended up going on Married at First Sight instead. You got to take what scraps you can get, I guess. And it seems like producers are not casting their nets very wide when it comes to casting. In fact, it appears they are casting from the same very, very small pool of hopefuls. A source tells So Dramatic that Molly Brown from Farmer Wants a Wife originally applied for maths, but unfortunately, or fortunately, didn't make the cut. Again, you've got to take what scraps you can get. They explained, Molly then got a call from the producers at the end of last year asking if she would consider going on Farmer instead. So the Farmer she got, she didn't even know who it is and what he looked like because she didn't get to choose. 
Sounds like there's more swapping and sharing between shows than there is swapping and sharing on the farms last year and this year put together. Oh my God, oh my God. Now for today's blind item, this just in. A Married at First Sight contestant who had a previous marriage prior to entering the experiment told people they walked away from the marriage because they weren't happy, but really the partner was the one to end it because they caught the maths contestant having a threesome with two other people from the opposite sex in their marital home. They tried to make things work after that and gave them another chance, but they then cheated on their partner again with more people at their home. Honestly, at this point, they need to rename the show Cheated On at First Sight. This is bad behavior. Everybody calm down. It's a case for the FBI. So scandalous. Detective Megapus back on the case again this week, uncovering even more drama from the block. I'm actually obsessed with this show, honestly. So much drama and I love looking at houses that I'll never be able to afford. Now, last week we saw Sharon and Uncor try to leave the show, not once, but twice. But according to an on-set source, they weren't the only couple who were trying to leave. An on-set source spilled, yes, Sharon and Uncor wanted to leave. Producers begged them to stay multiple times, but everyone wanted to leave at some point. All of the contestants were saying it, not just Sharon and Uncor. But when Sharon said it, Scotty called her ungrateful and made it into a big thing when in reality, it wasn't like that at all. Everyone had breakdowns, cried and threatened to walk off the show. Jenny did multiple times, especially when Keith and Dan shut down their building site multiple times. She spat the dummy big time about that. But they're not showing everyone else threatening to leave because they can't have the whole cast wanting to walk off. It would look bad for the show. Sounds like a bit of damage control to me. Speaking of those pesky crack smoking producers, we all know that they're usually up to no good. We actually expect them to be up to no good, to be honest, but it seems like they were working overtime on the block this season. One contestant claims that producers would constantly set up drama and create chaos. They explained there was setup after setup. They would also encourage you to do stuff, then pretend they had no idea it was happening and make you look bad. For example, we would ask producers for permission to do certain things and they would say, yes, that's fine or great idea. Then when we did it, they would ambush us on camera and be like, why did you do that? That's not okay. Sharon and Uncle were probably set up more than anyone else. Producers would plant stuff with them and then plant stuff with their builders to cause friction between the two camps. For example, producers told Sharon and Uncle that their builders wanted to walk off the job and then they told the builders that Sharon and Uncle were going to fire them. None of it was true, but it caused mistrust between the two camps. And of course, that results in drama, which results in ratings. I mean, you've got to give credit where credit is due. That is pretty genius manipulation. I then went to another contestant to get their opinion on these pesky producers and their dirty little tricks. And they backed it up saying... Yes, all these producers are so fucking unconscionable and psychopathic. They fucked us over so bad. It is such a produced and manufactured show. I never expected it to be like that. I couldn't believe how far they go to manipulate situations, create drama, fabricate shit and gaslight contestants. The contestant then went on to say that producers admitted to contestants that they orchestrated last year's cheating scandal. They said... They told all of us that they knew Tanya had a photo of the production schedule in week two, but told her not to tell anyone, and then they dragged it out for the whole season. They were laughing about it. Well then, as they always say, the truth eventually comes out. 
Now, it wasn't just producers drumming up drama on the block this year. The show's host, Scotty Cam, also played a huge part in stirring the pot. One on-set sauce dishes, Scott Cam was feared amongst the contestants. He would constantly make snarky remarks to stir up drama for the producers. He would swear at contestants and ambush them with untrue accusations to suit storylines that producers had planned, and he would run with that narrative even if he knew it wasn't true. He was like their puppet. Now, along with claims that producers and Scotty Cam were stirring the pot big time, there has also been some serious allegations of racism occurring on set. One source tells So Dramatic, Scotty kept using the term un-Australian. He kept saying that's un-Australian at every opportunity he had. Sharon and Uncor and Omar and Oz took offense to this, given they are Indian, Afghan and Lebanese. Even to use the connotation of cheating can be considered racist because there is a stigma around these nationalities that they can't be trusted. Foreman Dan also called Omar and Oz dodgy and accused them of cheating too, which again is playing into racial stereotypes that already exist in society. The insider then went on to say that these comments then resulted in racist trolling towards the contestants from the show's audience on social media. They explained, Sharon and Uncor and Omar and Oz have been receiving a lot of hate and vitriol from the block's audience, saying that they don't deserve to be on the show because they're not Aussie battlers. There are huge racial undertones among people who watch the show and the Australian community in general. When you're a person of colour, you already have to work double hard to win Australian audiences over. They are just looking for an excuse to hate on you. So they were already at a deficit from the start. Now, we saw the block's huge cheating scandal play out on screens last week, involving Sharon and Uncle during the winemaking challenge. However, that is nothing compared to what's to come. So Dramatic can reveal that there is going to be a second cheating scandal occur this season. And let's just say the winemaking cheating scandal has nothing on this. In fact, it pales in comparison. It even pales in comparison to Tanya's cheating scandal from last year. One onset insider reveals, if you thought the wine thing was cheating, wait until you see what's coming. There is an actual cheating scandal that occurs and it's not manufactured drama at all. It is 100% real. There is a lot of bad shit that goes down with Omar and Oz. They did a lot of stuff during the season that wasn't above board. They actually put something in their house that was against the block rules. They also broke the rules regarding sponsorships and all of that, and it gave them a huge advantage over the other teams. They end up being disqualified during the judging that week, and they lose three points because Scotty ruled that they cheated. An onset source then went on to explain that Omar and Oz have a second cheating scandal during the season involving their trades. They said, There were rumors that they had people working on their house for free, which is obviously against the block rules. They weren't paying their trades and were doing some handshake deals. At one point, Dan the foreman calls them dodgy because they were being very sneaky with their build and they were doing dodgy building things the whole way through. The other contestants were so sus on them that they called for an official audit into their finances. The source then explained that they don't know if it will make the edit because they are being protected due to concerns from production regarding backlash over their religion. They explained, Then Omar and Oz went and complained to production and basically said, you can't say dodgy when it comes to Lebanese people. So then everyone backtracked because production were really concerned about the backlash from the Muslim community, which is a new audience they're trying to engage this year. So they swept it all under the rug and are protecting them. The source then claimed that a producer actually told contestants that Omar and Oz wouldn't get a bad edit because they're Muslim. Another contestant asked the producer, is all that stuff going to come out about the boys? And he's like, no, we can't give them the villain edit because they're Muslim. So they've been favorably portraying the boys as positive and happy-go-lucky, and that's not the reality of how they were like at all. They were the actual villains and constantly broke the rules and cheated. 
Yikes. Wild if true. I mean, at this point, who isn't cheating on this show? Warning. Oh, my God. Okay, let's focus. That is not all of the tea I've got for you drama queens today. I've dropped a whole bunch of stuff on Patreon. There is a link in the show notes if you would like to join. Super, super spicy stuff. So red hot, in fact, that I'm not even going to give you a promo because even the promo could potentially get me sued. Make sure you've also subscribed to our second show, So Dramatic Daily, which drops daily episodes Monday to Friday at 5 p.m. And to keep up to date with the latest throughout the day, make sure you're following us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. There are links in the show notes for all of those accounts as well. And of course, make sure you're refreshing our website, sodramaticonline.com, every single hour, second minute of the day. And most importantly, guys, if you have any tips or receipts, please email tips at sodramaticmedia.com or slide into my DMs. I have a super exciting interview for you guys on Thursday. I don't want to say too much because when I do, usually shit goes wrong. But make sure you set your alarms for Thursday because it is a super interesting, explosive, spicy, scandalous interview. I will see you all then. Goodbye, good riddance and good luck. Ciao for now. Kind regards. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. So dramatic with Megan Pacetto.